evening and welcome to tonight's edition of The Probe. It is said that whoever rules the waves rules the world. That's a quote from renowned naval strategist and the author of The Influence of the Sea power upon history, Alfred Thayer Mahan. He argued that national prosperity and power depends on control of the world's sea lanes. Ghana's maritime territory is undoubtedly prone to a multiplicity of threats as a result of its long coastline and the large expanse of its exclusive economic zone. The requirement for potent naval and air force capabilities to dominate this territory cannot be overemphasized. Tonight we focus on the National Integrated Maritime Strategy. We call the names. Well, we've been taking a look at portions of this particular document that was launched last week, just gone by, and the Gulf of Guinea, we're told, has emerged as a hotspot for piracy activities, having accounted for the majority of piracy attacks occurring globally between the year 2020 and 2021, outspacing the Gulf of Aden. Well, President Akufado has been highlighting that as well during his speech, and we know uh, we're talking about the threats of piracy and robbery. These are the figures as uh, we have it. So from 2017 all the way to 2022, this is how it looks like. I'm sure it will make sense out of this whole figures that we have. Uh, the source is the International Maritime Bureau, the IMB. So the yellow lines you see there is the global situation. The green line you see is the Gulf of Guinea situation. And the, the green line, the yellow one, is for Ghana. So this is how it looks like. From 2017, this is where we were, uh, up to 180. And then in 2022, it's 115. So this is um, the whole situation. And my guest tonight will help us make sense out of what we are seeing where we are and where we ought to be. Um, so moving on um, to some other issues that have come up, uh, we know that over 25% of Ghanaians draw directly in coastal communities and the fisheries generate 1 billion US dollars in revenue each year and that's 1.5% of our current GDP as a country. Now the fisheries sector indirectly supports 10%, that's 3 million of the Ghanaian population. Now, the sector also provides 60% of the animal protein consumed in Ghana. Now, when we look at the blue economy, the setbacks, I'm sure you've heard about blue economy. There's a lot going on out there when it comes to the sea that we have not tapped just yet. One of the reasons why we are taking a look at it tonight. And the blue economy setbacks, we have illegal, unreported and unregulated fishing. There's open access to the fisheries resources. There's robbery and illegal bunkering. There's drug trafficking. There's pollution. There's terrorism and disruption. And there are transnational crimes also when it comes to that particular sector. So these are all the setbacks. And an unsecured maritime domain portends a broad array of real and potential threats that could result in mass casualties and inflict catastrophic economic harm to African states. Well, in addition to the loss of revenue, they could also fuel violence and insecurity. And some of the threats, such as drug trafficking, could feed corruption. It could also finance the purchase of illegal weapons, corrupt the youth, pervert democracy, that's rule of law, and distort economies and destabilize communal life. So this is what it looks like. Now, this strategy, we are told, that's the NIMS we'll get into tonight, is intended to chart viable courses of action towards addressing key issues to ensure that Ghana's maritime domain is globally considered safe and secure. Many of you have already been asking why we need another strategy, when indeed we have national documents that are ought to tackle this particular situation. We know is a second among the measures designed in the national security strategy to further enhance the objective 
of Ghana's maritime security. So, like I've been saying, the NSS is supposed to have some of these sectors covered. Why do we need another document? We'll get into it. So, this is the six-point objective for the names that was just launched. Strengthening the framework for maritime governance. I won't get into the details because my guest is well-vexed in that sector and will take us through it. So we are navigating Ghana's integrated maritime strategy, the names document that was launched just last week. My guest is a cyber maritime policy expert and preeminent national security lawyer. He's currently the director of policy at the Ministry of National Security. Prior to that, he was director of analysis, director of security governance, and the chief legal advisor of the Ministry of national security. He's also the chairman of the Joint Interministerial Committee on the National Integrated Maritime Strategy and can be aptly described as the architect of the names. Dr. Osebuns Dixon is my guest. Good evening. Welcome. Good evening. I hope you're doing well. Absolutely. Quite a busy time for you, um, considering uh, organizing to launch the names document and then also uh, the other things that have been going on in the space. We are ready for tonight's discussion? No, absolutely, I am. Okay. We'll do that right after the break. You want to stay with us for more? Hello there. To provide timely information and to explain educational reforms and to discuss school models and interventions, the Ministry of Education, in partnership with the Teacher Education Journal, presents to you the first ever education TV talk show, The EduTalk Show. The EduTalk Show keeps you informed and updated on trends in the world of education. The Ghanaian teacher is so versatile. Provide him the opportunity, train him, and that teacher will perform wonders. Where are the women? They are doing very well academically, but they're not in the sciences and all of that. So technology is missing a lot more women that they could have had. You need to tell the parents, at the moment, what you are getting is, is covering only an aspect of your child's education. And therefore, it's very difficult for you to make any decision with the limited information you have. We still have more to do mm. when it comes to safe school. Mm. So join us as we speak to our guests on reforms taking place in Ghana's education sector. My name is Blessed Sugan and I am your host. Artificial intelligence, creativity and sustainability. Join this year's Africa Rising Six, brought to you by the International Advertising Association IAA at the Kempinski Hotel Gold Coast City as we uncover the power of building future-ready brands on 5th and 6th September. Speaker Sasan Saidi, World Chairman and President, International Advertising Association, Andrew Techiapia, Co-Founder and MD, ZPay, Letepu Machaba, Independent Business Leader, Former Vice President of Home Care, Unilever, Ivan Moroki, CEO Kanta South Africa, Guy Parker, Chief Executive, Advertising Standards Authority, United Kingdom, Steve Papaiko, CEO, Extreme Ideas, Sami Awuku, Director General, National Lottery Authority, and many more. This conference is sponsored by Margins Group, ZPay, Google, MTN, Goyle and NLA, Media Partners, CNN, Media General, The Multimedia Group, 
Geographic Communication Group, City TV and City 97.3 FM. Register now at www.africarising.iaaglobal.org for more information or contact Nanajwa on 0242-528-431 or the AAG Secretariat 0244-440477. Welcome back to the probe. We are live on Joy 99.7 FM on radio. We are also live here on the Joy News Channel. We are available on DSTV Channel 421. Go TV is 125. We are on com. We are on all our social media platforms. You can join the discussion and get interactive with the hashtag The Probe. I am MFA Apau and Dr. Dixon is my guest, Director of Policy, Ghana's National Security. We're taking a look at that NAMES document. The National Integrated Maritime Strategy is what we are taking a look at tonight and feel free to share your thoughts and comments with us look so let's first start with um the just ended uh, you know conference that was held at least we had everyone everyone that matters when it comes to the maritime mm-hmm. industry being available how, how was it you'd say oh i'd say it was spectacular i mean we, we have been planning this thing from about four years mm. and um, I should say that, I mean, there was a double coincidence of interest, particularly when the Navy um, helped us with IMDEC. Mm. And IMDEC happens to be the largest, the largest, biggest convocation of maritime actors, navalists, um, persons in national security, and so on and so forth, including those from the media also. Mm-hmm. So you don't have that kind of event every now and then. And it's an event that Ghana has positioned itself as, a, I mean, as, um, as a fulcrum. And so to launch NEMS, particularly our National Integrated Maritime Strategy, in such an arena, I mean, was just plain spectacular. The president was there. Yeah. Not, you don't normally have your president every time, you know, for such an event. So he was there. You have the Joint Chiefs of Staff. You have... Everybody who, like you rightly said, mattered. And indeed also, you had major admirals all around the world, from the United States to China to uh, Brazil to African countries to European countries, and name them. So we couldn't have asked for more. And I think that we must thank the people of Ghana and also um, His Excellency the President for availing the opportunity for us to deep take a deep dive and put Ghana where we ought to be. Mm. I think so. Well, but uh, the key concern when it comes to the maritime space is how real the threat of terror, because I heard the president um, charge the chiefs of naval uh, bases or the naval of their countries to be able to actually take seriously the threats that we are seeing. But the concern really is how real is this particular threat when it comes to our maritime space? You're asking me how real is a threat. Mm -hmm. The threat is as real as daylight. It is as real as how the earth revolves around the sun. Mm -hmm. Now, in the nature of things, we have had 
um, threat variables from different, different quarters. The nature of terrorism in particular has oftentimes been a land-based activity. But indeed, also, we do have sea-based activity, sea-based terrorism, or maritime terrorism also. Okay. If you look, for example, at the Sahel region, it's not lost on you that you see countries like Nigeria, you see countries like Burkina Faso, you see countries like uh, Libya. And so if you go north of Libya, you would, I mean, or if you go north, I mean, up north, countries um, such as even from Algeria, mm -hmm. they've experienced a lot of terrorism. Okay. But what we're beginning to see, which then funnels into the problems or the agile um, uh, discord in all this matter is that the threat, the threat is actually veering downwards. Mm -hmm. and, it's, and that is the concern and the worry. You remember the Grand Bassam beach yeah. attack on Côte yeah. d'Ivoire? Yeah. And so we're beginning to see a picture in which even though a Sahelian terrorist activity is festering, the true objective of terrorists is to access the sea. Okay. And so for those of us, for those of us that are are littoral states. In other words, we're coastal states. We have a concern. Mm. There's a reason to be concerned and a reason to be worried. Okay. Because they need to have... These countries that have made mention, whether you are dealing with, on top of, how do you call it, Ghana, you have Burkina Faso. Mm -hmm. Top of Burkina Faso, you have um, Mali. On top of Mali, you have Libya, you have Mauritania. These are landlocked countries. Mm -hmm. These are landlocked countries. They need access to the sea. For transport, you talked about, I, I saw you describe the issues about human trafficking, arms trafficking, drug trafficking, transnational, transnational criminality, mm -hmm. and all those kinds of things. These feed into AML activity, money laundering activities yeah. that support terrorism. So the sea and those who line the sea are definitely within the pathway of actors. And that is why maritime terrorism suddenly becomes such an important mix. But, but the, countries along yes, this um, yes. coastal lines, do you get a sense that we are taking this threat seriously Absolutely. as we ought to? I think so. And I mean, and not for less was a country like Ghana. Okay. And so for us, I mean, the integration project has been a big thing right from the time we had our independence, that our independence has a meaninglessness mm -hmm. unless we link it up with African, the African resurgence, African liberation, and African, you know. So it is to be found, for example, that if you look at the, um, if you look at the Accra Initiative mm -hmm. launched in Ghana, but which bestrides a number of coastal states I mean, a number of African states, you know, it's aimed at make, strengthening the terrorism governance pace and giving us a stronger position. We're, so, we're not sitting down waiting to be struck. I mean, you've seen all the countries we have been struck. The question, yeah. therefore, is that, but why hasn't Ghana experienced it? It's, it's, an, it's a pointer to a lot of the work that the security services are doing, whether it's you're dealing with defense intelligence, you're dealing with national security, and you're dealing with um, uh, policing or you're dealing with enforcement institutions. Mm. And I not mean, because we may be a safe haven for these activities, for which reason maybe we are not, we've not I been can't, I, can't, I can't say because we're a safe haven. I mean, mm -hmm. the point is that if, if, if you're a safe haven and you offer an attractive destination, shouldn't you experience something that is also anarchic, okay. you understand? But the point of the matter, or the, the issue to be found is that, so the Ghanaian state, uh, you must give yourself a little credit. Mm -hmm. 
The Ghanaian state is working hard. We didn't sit down. What about the other state? We didn't sit down when we saw that these things were festering. Okay. We decided to do something with the AU, do something with ECOWAS, and then also to convocate all those countries, you know, and that became what you call the Accra Initiative. The Accra Initiative is by no means a land-based activity alone, even though I am sure that the land-based activity, because after all, the majority of the 90% of the actions being felt today are land. Mm -hmm. But I think in the fullness of time, they will grapple with the issues of also the sea so that you can deny, because our job is to deny the actors. And apart from that, so you have never... You have but, never but from uh, where you sit, would you say that the Accra Initiative, for instance, has been effective? Oh, phenomenal, be phenomenal. Because we've had, uh, it appears that it's just a few countries that are really no. committed no. Uh, to uh, the initiative. No, no, no. Okay. No. And a number of the countries are fully connected. And okay. the point of the matter is that the, I mean, I mean for those who feel the pinch most, mm -hmm. they are directly within the center okay. of it. I mean, so mention Nigeria, mm -hmm. they mention um, countries uh, like Cote d'Ivoire, uh, Burkina Faso, and the like. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, they are there. Okay. And you don't need, and, 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 and to move Joy FM, you need, you don't need everybody in Joy FM. You okay. need key actors. Key actors. If was, for example, we signed this treaty in 1975. But the prime movers of ECOWAS, the prime movers of ECOWAS are who? Ghana, mm -hmm. Nigeria. You need these two countries. So the duality of these countries is very much important for the wheels of progress of ECOWAS, um, I think, mm. to move ahead. Okay. But looking at um, the sea, at right. least, um, we, we would be focusing primarily on the, on the sea and the potential it holds that it looks like most of us are not paying attention to. I, I, I asked earlier about whether we're taking it seriously because mm. I wonder, it appears that the, the focus mostly on is on the land okay. when so, it comes to these threats. So, so you are, you're right. So if you look, for example, at the last quarter of the 19th century, mm -hmm. you would see a seismic shift. And, and in the last quarter of the, sorry, the last quarter of the 20th century, you see a seismic shift. A lot of the countries gained independence at the time mm -hmm. and were concerned largely with land-based activity. For that is where they fought their opponents who had colonized them, mm -hmm. and then they got their independence. And from that position, most of the activity in terms of mineral exploration, in terms of job creation, economic development, security, diplomacy, and so on and so forth, had taken an inflection. They had taken an inflection towards the land and had rightly neglected the sea. Mm -hmm. In fact, in Ghana, as in many other countries, our buildings even show. We build to face the road and our back to face the sea. Mm -hmm. The seas in most of, I mean, the land there is cheaper. In most other jurisdictions, go and see in very advanced countries, sea line, coastlines, areas are the most expensive. You have the prime properties. Those are places for maritime tourism um, and so on and so forth. It took and has taken some time for African countries and the developing world to understand and value and not sell goats and sheep at the sea and turn it into a KVIP, but to turn the sea into the resource, the alternative wealth that they ought to have. So that I would concede. Mm -hmm. But you also do know that there are epochs and times. The times change. Okay. Now today, are we shifting? We, yes, we're shifting our mm -hmm. focus. And I have been urging, and that has been, and not only myself. I mean, for example, people like um, Dr. Kofi Mbia has been urging this country to look at the sea so that we swim in wealth.
because the sea has hydrocarbons, the sea carries subsea cables, the sea provides food. You talked about jobs. How many people are employed in Ghana by the sea? 10%. And 10% of Ghana, if you're about like 30 million, that's about 3 million people are there. So if you decide that you're not going to focus on this one, the 3 million people, the bones that they have, what are they going to use it for? They're going to use it to transport drugs. They're going to use it to transport uh, illegal cargo, smuggling, fuel, and so on and so forth. Because they need, because of the survival instinct, mm. they must satisfy Maslow's, uh, Maslow's theory of needs. Mm -hmm. And they would therefore be compelled to start looking at criminality as a way of surviving. We must look at the sea, and that is what the names does. Look at the sea within the spectacles of blue economy matters, yeah. blue jobs. Now, what do we mean by blue jobs? I'm sure in the fullness of time, we'll get into that conversation. Mm -hmm. But there is a lot of opportunity for us. The United States, for example, mm -hmm. gets about $350 billion from the sea alone. The world sea has, the sea has been costed, the seas that we have, has been costed around $24 trillion. So what is our share? Or are we blind? Are we closing our eyes? Hmm. A few days ago, I was at the Kofi Annan Center to deliver a paper. And my point of the matter was that, well, I don't believe in sea blindness. Hmm. I think that the, now we are not blind. I mean, as in the, how, maybe where we are having maybe, um, how do you call it, vision impairment. The I mean, same sea, sea that impairment. we are defecating in and yes. all kinds of So we know, we know we get a lot of important uh, dividends from the sea. Mm -hmm. Only that our approach has been a feeble one. And we don't have a framework for maritime governance over the last six decades. Okay. From, I mean, in our independence 1957, so that's about six or six years. Over this period, we have not devised any cohesive, holistic, broad, coordinated strategy. Mm -hmm. And that is what the National Integrated Maritime Strategy such to do. Let's, let's a, talk about the strategy this is now. Something that it, it leads us nicely into, into the, the strategy itself. I know you've been working on this yes. for some time now. Yes. If my memory serves me right, I'm told it's about 2015 or so since we started working no, on this. That's not the case. Okay. 2018. 2018. Okay, great. Yeah. Thanks for the correction. So let's talk about the processes okay. that uh, we've been through. That we've been through with this strategy. To get to it. Okay, so point. you know what? I mean, so in part, well, you're correct. So we, um, the commencement point was 2015. Mm -hmm. And in 2015, I think the previous government, the NDC government at the time, had executed an instrument, an agreement with the government of the United States. Okay. And at that time, the United States was... So preparatory works was in 2015. They were looking at, how okay. do you call it? No, forming an agreement. Okay. So Ghana, uh, Tunisia, um, um, Nigeria, Kenya and Burkina Faso, for example. Mm -hmm. These countries um, approached the U.S. and said that, well, we wanted some cooperation with you on the lines of security. Mm -hmm. But the U.S. wanted to find out from them exactly which areas. In Ghana's case, at that time, they picked that the emerging threat that our country will face will be in the area of cybersecurity, maritime security, and border security and integration. These trinity of areas, with a cross-cutting theme being justice administration matters. Mm -hmm. So... I think in 2016, when the NPP took over, the issue was to look at whether there was any utility to this, this um, SGI, Security Governance Initiative, Joint Country Action Plan that had been executed. The answer yeah. was yes. In fact, I was placed into the saddle to go and do it. I assembled a team to do that. And our conclusions were that it was perfectly correct. 
and we needed to. And the government, I mean, there's been continuity in terms of policy administration in this country, at least for some time, as yeah. far as I can see. So they, they bought into the idea and then began planning. The first thing that we did was to look at legal instruments and okay. to see the legal authorities, because if you don't understand the authority, that would be a problem. Mm-hmm. And after that, we started to now form what we call the National Maritime Technical Working Group. The National Maritime Technical, Technical Working, Working Group. Group. Okay. Now, this group, in the fullness of time, will become the body that will now set to look at other developments in maritime. And so, when it turns upon us that, uh, having looked at these things, our country, our, number one, we lack a Bible for the sector. Mm-hmm. The entire maritime industry is not about security. So, security is just one out of many. But we had, in, we had a nascent security document, but that is one. What about blue economy? What about regulation? So what we are saying is that um, the national security strategy that we had that covered the maritime industry was not comprehensive enough, for which reason we needed a whole strategy yeah, just for you, the maritime but, sector. But you, you need to be historically correct. Mm-hmm. The national security strategy document came in 2020. 2020, yes. So in that particular sense, the documents that we have been working on had been in its earlier stages. Okay. You had had a national security document that had come. But we would pick inspiration from that document because in that document is to be found the issue of the threat facing our country. Mm-hmm. Maritime. Okay. Maritime means security. In the Gulf of Guinea, particularly facing Ghana, was one of those that we saw. Okay. And so we were on right footing. Mm. But that document is an overarching document about, um, the, it's about the security of our, the Ghanaian state. And so it delves into, if you look at that document, it talks about the international contest, the regional contest, blah, blah. It looks at all those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. What one must then do is that we have to isolate the area of our particular specialty interest, the maritime sector. Mm -hmm. Because we have now identified that the maritime sector would be giving Ghana its alternative wealth. The maritime sector, well looked after, just like the way you look at land. The, everything we found on land, we found, in the, we found the same animals on the sea, lions, whatever, we found them in the sea. Yeah. We found hydrocarbons on land, we found hydrocarbons in the sea. We found exploratory activities on land, we found exploratory activities at sea. We found research work that was being done at sea that, on land. That brought a lot of money here. Mm. We found the same thing there. We found tourism on sea. We found tourism on, on land. Uh, land and but, but indulge me a bit Perfect. on the bit about the national security strategy because right. there are those who have a view that why have different, different okay. documents, okay. you know, when indeed you rightly put it, it was established in 2020. You started this whole process way earlier. Okay. Couldn't we have put all in there to make it more comprehensive such that when it comes to our national security strategy, it deals with everything, including the blue economy issues that you talk about when it comes to maritime, rather than having a separate document for that. So um, I think a bit of education is needed. Mm -hmm. So a national security document is an overarching document that provides a conspectus about what else a country must deal with. Okay. So it might, for example, say that maritime security is a threat to our country in the, in the near term as well as in the future. Mm. It might say, for example, that foreign powers might be a threat. Okay. It might say, for example, that um, cyber might be a threat because then a lot of people will look at 
um, fintech, mm -hmm. the financial, and siphon Ghana's money away. Okay. We can foresee it. We will see the foresee. Uh -huh. But it will not go ahead to develop the institutional mechanisms. Mm. It will not go ahead to develop the, um, for example, uh, the thematic, the objectives that must surround such an approach mm -hmm. to dealing with the problems identified. Mm -hmm. So normally, in all countries in the world, you have the overarching document. It might say that, so if it says, for example, that the sea will provide us with wealth, but the sea is a sea of troubles, okay. Navy would immediately revive the naval strategy to dominate the, the sea, okay. not to allow the sea to become a sea of troubles. Okay. Immediately, it is coming from the commander. In, once he's a president, he's a commander in chief. The national security strategy is a document executed by the president himself. Mm -hmm. So it is, and some parliament have seen it, everybody's seen it. So at that point, we begin to take cues from, cues from it. So we look at the sea, and we're talking about, you look at it, it talks about maritime issues. And then we have to look at the maritime governance. Mm -hmm. we, do, we have not sat down as a country to, in other words, try and shape the, the nature of how the maritime governance um, a community in Ghana should look like. For the first time, we attempted that one, and we have succeeded. Okay. So, for example, there's a, now in the names a National Maritime Council never, ever has existed before. Mm. When it's, is it kicking in? Oh, no, the president has just launched it, okay. so the modalities will now start. Will now start. Okay. So, so that would now mean, and you have the vice president chairing it, you have the ministers for transport, national security, defense, okay. so on okay. and so forth. Mm -hmm. You have the service commanders, you have the private sector there, you have all those kinds of things. Never has. So you now think of a whole of government approach, a whole of society approach. You, now you need to, one of the things that we're doing this evening is to do the public awareness, mm -hmm. to carry the Ghanaian population along. It is important. Mm. That job is important. Understanding, being part of it, and finding your own role as an institution or as an individual is key. And that is what we are doing. You find, for example, that maybe the NCCE would then pick a cue that if these are the threats that will confront us, then NCC must develop... Or come to um, the stakeholder involvement stakeholder and the engagement. Okay. We'll, we'll get to it. But we're hoping to do this by 2040. But my concern, and um, since we put this out, the key issues that at least even the newsroom raises is the issue about you're saying that, of course, um, the documents that we have, existing ones, supposed to you know, identify whether there's going to be a sea of troubles for which reason the Navy will move in and start working. But the resources... Okay, so these institutions are under-resourced exactly. to we, deal we, uh, with such situations. Are we waiting for this to kick in before we well, resource them, or so. are there plans in place? I don't think so. I mean, we must be realistic. Mm -hmm. We cannot perform magic. Mm -hmm. we, we must be realistic, and that is why prioritization is important. Mm -hmm. You cannot do all at once, and that is why, in the nature of things, one has to develop a short-term, medium-term, and long-term approach. Okay, that is important. So you don't have all the money at your disposal, not even no money. Money is just one. Mm -hmm. You don't have the funds. You don't have also the, the personnel, the experts. At the beginning, when we started all this, about like seven years ago, we didn't have the expertise. We brought in different people from all over the, to build our expertise. I remember I traveled to the United States more than about like 10 times or whatever to build expertise on this matter. We read books, we did calls, we did programs, all those things. We so many. Along the way, we developed about, at least about, to my count, more than about like 20 to 30 experts. Mm -hmm. We're experts now in this area. 
In fact, we export our own understanding also to South Africa and to other countries, Kenya and the like. So that should tell you that. So, so the, the, and the expertise will help us to look for how the money is raised. But the basic things that they ought to deal with right. as it stands now, issues like giving cycle, issues about patrolling, right. amongst others, right. patrolling our sea, right. these are key things that we are under resource to even deal with. Yeah, we are under resource to deal with mm-hmm. it. And that is the reason why it is important that the names actually takes root. And, the, and, the, and, and, and then you have a joint ministerial a, a, a committee mm-hmm. on names. Mm-hmm. So that committee involves finance, that committee involves um, um, uh, MOFAT, that's the okay. Ministry of uh, Fisheries and Agriculture Development, that involves um, foreign affairs and all those things. Mm-hmm. If you talk about cycle, you understand. Mm-hmm. So you're mm-hmm. dealing with an international, the sea, it doesn't have borders, mm-hmm. and you need maritime diplomacy. Yeah. You remember our problems with Cote d'Ivoire? Mm-hmm. We need maritime diplomacy here. You need, mm-hmm. blue, you need blue justice. Mm-hmm. If you're going to deal with criminals on sea, there's a peculiarity with it. Mm-hmm. Get justice. Be, uh, yes. Okay. So all these things are coming in. In the past, maybe the Attorney General's office might not be focusing on blue justice initiatives. But because of names and because it's expressed within it, they will now be dealing with blue justice issues. The intelligence sector, for example, might not be focused, they might be focusing on activity based on land. Mm-hmm. Now, given the enormity, the gargantuan problems that we face from the sea, and the fact that we want to, you can't have trade with lawlessness. Mm-hmm. So, if you have to have um, a peaceful sea, a prosperous sea, and that all the things that we wish for Ghana by the set dates that you just mentioned. Okay. Then we need even those of our intelligence sector too. Because if you go to America, for example, their intelligence sector is interested in it. So they, they have maritime intelligence. It's a major thing. They, mm-hmm. they want to be a sea power. Okay. Global sea power, not a regional power. Does Ghana want to be a Ghana, sea, Ghana, sea that power? Is what, so that is Are what we looking towards so, so that is what the names expresses Ghana to be. Mm. That is what the names expresses Ghana to be. We okay. aim to look at a number of givens. One, to turn attention to blue economy matters, to turn our attention to better, a better maritime uh, governance framework. Okay. That is fit for purpose. Mm-hmm. We aim to look at how within our region, at least within our region, we are dominant. We aim to suppress criminality. That is it. Now, the point is that, you see, you cannot do it alone. Yeah. So we realize, why can't you do it alone? Because the city doesn't, by the time you're chasing a guy, they enter into Cote d'Ivoire. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be able to, you cannot do law enforcement in another jurisdiction. You need international cooperation. You need MLAs, mutual legal assistance. You need, apart from that, I'm a member of the, um, the, the border commission. We've been thinking about delimiting our, our land border boundaries. At the same time, we must also delimit, delimit our sea, our sea, um, um, our boundaries with That's other countries. Difficult. If we don't, yeah. there will be trouble. You remember, yeah. you get oil here. Say no, it is for it's us. For That's us, right, yeah. for us. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. So all those kinds of things are matters that we realize that, and, and there's going to be intense competition on sea. Mm-hmm. Global warming is coming. So sea energy, the sea that you have is something that people are going to hotly contest. Criminals are also going to contest you on sea. The terrorists that we talked about are not sitting down. They're also thinking, devising they're ways. They're also devising their ways. Journalists would also be focusing on the sea because after all, I mean, if you tend to maritime journalism, I mean, you have a fund, even at the United Nations, waiting for you. Mm. And so you begin to realize that the, the, there's a shift. A shift has occurred. And we, as a country, must be ready. We, our tourist authorities because of such a document, will have the, now the needed um, impetus 
to focus on certain aspects that maybe hitherto they haven't attended their minds to. Okay. And I think that in the full, and apart from our judges, because we, if we're dealing with uh, blue justice matters, you, the you judges must, them. yes, mm. the judges must be educated, both for the commercial aspect, the security aspect, they must be the regulatory aspects, all those kinds of aspects. Mm. I teach today, I teach part time, I teach maritime strategy, I teach it to security forces. I teach it to navalists, our neighbor. I mean, mm. we, we should prepare for war. Mm. We should prepare for, and if we prepare for war, we must prepare for peace. But we must also understand this. The sea is divided into various cadastrals. We must understand it and all those kinds of things. No. So now our attention is not as feeble as we are stronger today than we were, we were before. So six key Pillars, or yes. should I say strategic objectives yes, uh, that yes. the names is hinged on. Yes. Um, I know you're looking at a secure maritime space um, over the period, but let's get into it. Um, now that you've wet our appetite, let's get into the, the pillars on which names is actually hinged on. What exactly are we looking at? Okay, so, so basically, I mean, if you look at the names, mm-hmm. like you rightly said, there are six mm-hmm. pillars. The mm-hmm. first one is to strengthen the framework for maritime governance. The second one has to do with ensuring safety and security at sea. Mm-hmm. The third one has to do with developing thriving blue economies. Next is the protection of coastal and marine spaces mm-hmm. or the environment. And then we have to look at capacity building, awareness creation, and training, which is what we're doing. Okay. And then we have to look. The last pillar of it is diversified regional and international cooperation. cooperation. Okay. So now, if you pick the first one, um, strengthen the framework for maritime governance. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, we have the Ghana Maritime Authority, the elite authority on this. Okay. But we also have the Ghana uh, Ports and Harbors Authority. Okay. But when it comes to defense, for example, you have the, the, you the have Navy. The, the Navy okay. You understand? Uh-huh. They are, they're unassailable. So there's a collaboration? So there's a, there between... must be a collaboration. Okay. So what you need is that you need to then organize the framework. Where, apart from that one too, you're also thinking about the private sector. You shouldn't let this stay centric. We need also the private sector. And if you get a private sector, they are the ones going to put up sky-rise buildings by the sea. They are the ones going to talk about sea sports. They are going to talk about market maritime tor- uh, tourism. They are going to talk about beautiful things, design Ghana, and make Ghana attractive. The meat made there when we were young. I mean, I, I'm, well, we're still young, but I mean, uh, when we were in our 20s and 30s or whatever, we used to go to every meat made there that happens. It is a pri- it's not, no government organizes that. They do that in collaboration with government. So you will begin to see a new flurry of activities that you haven't seen before. Okay. And that is where I think our country will be headed. Now, Parliament is also involved in this. So it also adds to the mix of it. Mm. It's a better strengthening gap. Let me give you also a typical aspect. To what level, for instance, is Parliament involved oh, Parliament, in this? For example, so in the consultative processes, mm-hmm. we have to involve Parliament. Okay. So that we have, um, we have a subcommittee on defense and uh, interior. interior. They have to be aware of this. So that as they make law, they will, be, they will have a present understanding of the danger that the country is faced with. They will be confronted not only with danger, let's not focus only on problems, but they will also be thinking of the opportunities. So that when we deal with blue bonds, you talk about blue bonds, mm. they will have a better understanding about things like that, or research it, or be interested at least. Because the, the, the sad aspect is to think of, in other countries, when, they talk, when we talk about security, we are thinking of only the bad things. Mm-hmm. In some countries, are visited. When they talk about security, they are talking about how they have developed new weapons, yeah. how they have conquered uh, a particular space, how they've gone to the moon, how they can use the moon or the space force or whatever. 
This is what they are talking about. So the, um, our conversation about this must then evolve into discussions where when we talk about security, it's not only about uh, the problems that will assail us, but also the instruments that we would also, we have devised. Today we've devised one instrument, mm -hmm. the National Maritime Council. Now it is going to be a feature that maritime leaders will meet. The vice president, the presidency will be there. Okay. And so it will not be like 19... Uh, what is it, uh, 1990 or 1980 or 1970, Ghana will be a different country. In fact, to be honest with you, other countries are racing for the names. Mm. They want it badly so that they can go and, because according to the African Union, you have to have a names. And African Union realize it. You're doing it after. All you're talking about is land. Mm -hmm. What about the sea? So are we already collaborating with other well, we are doing countries all, we, on yes, this when yes, it comes to that? I told you earlier that mm -hmm. not even before we had launched it, we got invitation from the government of South Africa. We got invitations that come, we're looking at this area, come and support us in this. So these kinds of international cooperation issues have been there. Apart from that, the, 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 the agencies of states, Ghana Maritime Authority, National Security, Defense, uh, Foreign Affairs, they are not sitting down waiting for the names. Mm. They were doing the work. Even whether, had we not even launched the names, they would still have been doing it. But the names now as a specter of official authority. So the president has impressed it with presidential authority. Okay. And now, as we speak, at least we have something that we can. So when everybody is talking about now we can we can't deal with this document it's not as if we are dealing in abstract mm. you understand we can deal with this document now because we have something that we, we, like our constitution okay. so this is a constitution that will not be time space. At, uh, so how sure are we that this will not be another document I launched so. and will just be sitting I, I, and I gathering not, dust and I, I do not think then, so Mm -hmm. I do not think so. How are we ensuring that? Yeah, so one of the things is that so we need as a country to have a conversation that um, is cross-cutting, mm. even along political lines. Okay. And that is why parliament can... Well, parliament is a reflection of all these political views in our country. Mm -hmm. And so that is point number one. We need to also have a conversation that festers across us as a people versus them, those that are against us, and see how we march forward. Today, as... You were asking me about the preparatory stages to others. Mm -hmm. So we brought an intense number of people, more than about 50 groups, together to do deliberation and to understand the issue and to give them and to partition and farm out what they ought to be doing, what the media should do, what they should do, what that group should do. We had done that kind of thing exhaustively. Okay. And apart from that one too, we have had the executive buy into it. Okay. That, uh -huh. So, and there's also... Um, and then there's a media role. So you are the watchdogs. Mm -hmm. So now, I mean, you can ask questions about, I mean, so names, for example, was crafted and then uh, launched in 2023. It has to be reviewed five years time. That is 2028. Because you're working towards 2040. Yes. And then we are heading towards another review of mm -hmm. the names in 2033. Okay. You understand? So we, there's a clear framework. And I'm sure along this line, duty bearers will have people who would be uh, now having a document they can they can paste through and question them and mm. put them on their toes. There's an accountability aspect. But, but to the extent so that... I think it would be better. To the extent that 
yeah. subsequent governments. We know about this situation at least, so we'll not, um, you know, mince words about it. We'll have fine documents, right. fine strategies. Right. Then there's a change of government, and then it gets abandoned, and they start the whole process again. again. Okay. Do we so, have any uh, policies, any plans in place to ensure that this is binding? Yes. So one of the important um, things that have been done is that, like I said, so there have been bipartisan mm -hmm. discussions about those ones. Now, you'd remember that at the beginning, I deliberately made mention that the SGI, for example, mm -hmm. was executed under even the previous government. Okay. But the troubles of Ghana, maritime was going to, if you, ask, if you assemble all the security, um, how do you call it, uh, your security capos, mm -hmm. they all knew that maritime would be a problem. And so it would be foolhardy to actually go and mortgage this and throw it into the sea on expediency grounds. That one would create needless problems for you. So, for example, let me give you a good example. The United States itself was the one that actually came into partnership with a lot of Afghan countries in terms of security governance. Okay. There was a change of government in the United States from the Obama administration to the Trump administration. They maintained it. Maritime was going to be an important issue for America. Global maritime, if you know what criminality is going on from Gulf of Aden to Gulf of Guinea and their trade ships are faced with it, you, no, no, no serious president, no serious president will throw this away. No serious president. Mm -hmm. Number two, cyber. What has happened? Cyber has boomed with AI and all sorts of things. You cannot look away. Your financial, what is your, your fintech space is going to be assailed by cyber crooks, cyber criminals. Mm -hmm. There's no way that any security, um, how do you call it, expert will tell you that cyber won't be a problem. So the, a document that has a holistic approach about that, you cannot throw it away. Okay. It will be foolhardy. Mm -hmm. Number three is terrorism, mm -hmm. border issues. Are they go, have they gone away? No. Some countries have vanished. Are you aware? Mm -hmm. We talk about Ukraine today. I mean, Ukraine is at war and part of its territory is lost. So uh, there are countries that don't exist anymore. Czechoslovakia, we don't know where they are now. And so we, there's, a, there's always a constant reminder that, I mean, you talk about Asian Ghana Empire, it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. You talk about um, some other, I mean, you know, certain countries have vanished on earth. Yeah. So uh, it is important that our leaders, presidents, uh, judges, our what's it called? Legislators understand the primacy of this and, and put the, the Ghana project, put the Ghana project ahead, and put the politics low because this is a, this document. Let me tell you, it's about jobs. Mm -hmm. This is all about job. Blue economy. When we say blue, we are talking about jobs. So if you say, and all I know about Ghana politics is we create jobs. You create, uh, how do you call it, better uh, fiscal systems yeah. and mm. things like that. This is about plugging the loopholes in those kinds of things. This is about blue justice. Criminality is abounding at sea. Yeah. You understand? Uh -huh. You mentioned cycle. Mm -hmm. well, many people hear it, but some people don't even know it. Know it. Mm. You talk about a trawler. Petronic. People hear of it. They don't even, when, when I ask you, what is a trawler? Mm -hmm. They don't even have an idea. Mm. They don't know that there are some ships that are equipped with nets that are scraping the sea. The, the, the the, sea. The, including that, the pelagic fish. Everything, pelagic fishes and mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. So, if you are president and, and we, you are fed with intelligence report that this is what is going on, and you want to go and put this into, uh, how do you call it, um, what's it called, it? a fire, well, I think that that would be a bit. Um, uh, okay. a bit There's a pillar in there that talks about the cooperation. 
at least um, I'm sure y'all put uh, the, the strategy on the, the, on the page. So we have it on the screen there. Uh, provide capacity building, research awareness and knowledge sharing in the maritime domain. Also protect the marine and coastal environment. Develop dynamic and diversified regional and international cooperation. Really, I, you've been talking about the, the extent of um, cooperation in terms of getting this together. But really, how extensive would you say um, it's been in terms of this particular cooperation that we are looking towards, you say? So you just started mm-hmm. by talking about um, <laughs> IMDEC. Mm-hmm. Why do you think they came to Ghana? Okay. Is it for fun? It's because in? of the... Yes. Okay. So you cannot... So when you are dealing with the area of TNOC, mm-hmm. Transnational Organized Crime, mm-hmm. it is beyond your capacity. Okay. So mosquitoes don't know borders. Um, and diseases. at the end of it, would you say we have the larger buy-in? And oh, after you, the IMDEC, you, know, you, you know, say, you know, I'm sure you've been interacting you, you, with I mean, the if, Navy chiefs if, if that you were see here. people running 100 meters looking for your names, okay. that should tell you that you are doing a good thing. Mm. If you see people inviting you that, please, can you come and be part of our and national so-so-and-so, then you know that you, at least Ghana has put position itself in an area of strength. But mm-hmm. one of the things about international cooperation is that, mm-hmm. you see, we have limited resources, don't we? So we have to find a way of getting the resources of other people to complement ours. Mm-hmm. So if we do joint patrols, sometimes we use other people's resources to do that. So okay. there's a strategy. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you can collaborate with one of your sister radio stations because they will amplify your voice elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You don't need to use, send any reporter there. Mm-hmm. Because that is, so that is what cooperation is all about. Okay. And, and that is it. And then apart from that one too, you see, in dealing with crime, particularly that is of a compli- complicated nature, you need to have certain people understand it. Lawyers, for example. Mm-hmm. And talking of lawyers, for example, they have a big role in this particular business. You talked about the one, blue justice. The blue justice. Yeah. Because one, you, they need to understand, for example, even if you pick fishes crime. So, so fishes crime will implicate issues to do with money laundering. If you get your money from, um, uh, how do you call it, uh, illegal fishing, that is money laundering, isn't it? <laughs> it would involve tax evasion. It would also implicate customs fraud and all sorts of things. The lawyers have a better understanding of the regulatory legal instruments to use. After all, in Ghana, if you, you, you go and arrest somebody for piracy, it's the lawyers who are going to defend. And they are going to download for either the, the plugins or the loopholes to mm-hmm. say that, oh, their client is innocent until proven guilty. And therefore, in the nature of things, if your laws are not fit for purpose, it sounds to reason that you will go nowhere. After all this talk, the lawyers will help to free the criminals. Mm-hmm. And so they ought to understand, one, the national security implication. But then they must also help to plug the loopholes. I'll give you a typical example. Mm-hmm. So if you pick Section 9... 193 of our Criminal Offenses Act. Mm-hmm. Now, here you're dealing with piracy. And yet, that definition is incongruous. It is, doesn't sit well. It is incongruous with, um, with UNCLOS. UNCLOS 101. UNCLOS is talking about something else. A piracy involves, how do you call it, something like, like two ships issue. Mm-hmm. And uh, ours own is talking about a very narrow uh, uh, example, somebody on the ship rising up against a master and things like that. So if you arrest somebody who is not uh, on the ship and who is not rising up against a master, I'm not going to prosecute him. Exactly. If you pick the case of the MT, the MT, uh, what's the name, the MT Marian, 
which happened, I think, in 2017, there about. I have to check it up. Mm. You know, the lawyer and you coming not, out with the case. Yes, no, no, we could not, we could not prosecute <laughs> okay. the matter mm -hmm. because the laws themselves. Well, the same lawyers will turn around to go and now drill deep and tell you that your laws themselves, you know, are disused. But doc, so all these, uh, Doctor Dixon, all these um, fine ideas and strategies boil down to financing. Okay. Really, let's talk about the financing mechanism for NIMS all the way to 2014, what's the plan uh, to finance it to ensure that it comes to fruition? The government of Ghana has committed itself to create a fund. Okay. The government of Ghana has committed itself to create a fund. The government of Ghana has committed itself today to create a National Maritime Council. The mm -hmm. Maritime Council will not be able to work effectively if it doesn't have the fund. Mm. And so it must appropriate that type of fund. Mm. And, if, and this is an investment we are making and therefore, it is not like we are going to throw money into the ocean. Mm. We, what, that money is money that would, should help to ensure blue economy development, jobs mm -hmm. creation, blue jobs, blue jobs, blue jobs. That is the whole idea. Mm -hmm. So the, the, it's enshrined already in it. Mm. There's a fund for it. Fund. We have to find a way of ensuring that that works. How much are we looking at? No, the, I mean, you, no, no strategy will put a figure. Okay. So it is when the council there are no estimates met, just yeah. yet because we know that at least there will be a allocation for the, I, I, for the I, I, national I, I, budget I, I, amongst I, I, others. I think, I think that that is a matter to be determined by the council itself. Okay, I, mean, I am not the council, and I think that that is a matter that within the jurisdiction of the council mm. they can appropriately. Um, they, I mean, uh, they can lay down what figures they want. Okay, and then they can also they have to justify it. If it's something that's going to, you cannot appropriate any fund if parliament is not involved. Mm -hmm. You can't. Mm -hmm. So. Parliament will definitely know. The people of Ghana will know. And all those kinds of mechanisms that ought to be followed, are, the, the laws in this country haven't changed. So yes. Those ones will have to. But the most important thing is that, you see, shift the focus to blue economy. Mm -hmm. Don't focus only, your father has about five rooms. Don't focus on only one room. When God gave you another room. So there are countries that are coastal states, countries that are island states, countries that are... Um, uh, archipelagic mm -hmm. they are islands all that they depend on like Mauritius so if you go to Mauritius you have Mauritius you have Rodriguez Island you have um, another island this saints I've forgotten what they, uh, if you go to Satomi you have Satomi you have one principe mm -hmm. you have uh, all that they depend on is the sea go to Cape Verde it's the same and they are rich why is it their GDP so if you are sitting here, and even in your, you have oil, you have, um, what was it called, a sea sport activity, that other people, you have the sun. Yeah. If you go, you see, how many uh, um, Africans or blackies are going to sit on the sea and say that they want to be basked or baked by the sun? But you see all over the world, people are heading to us. So yes, make, you your, make your place safe. And that is where the security element of it. So let me give you, let me simplify it. So normally, for a document like this, two overarching themes pervade. Okay. Security and economic development. To use it as an instrument, this is about jobs. This is about economic development. This is about creating wealth for yourself. Mm -hmm. And you can use this document to attract invest, investors. That Ghana government supports this. Okay. Banks can start looking at creating blue bonds mm -hmm. and things like that. It's just like how crypto started. 
crypto people invest in it because at the end of the day, they, they, there's uh, it's property value to some people. It's very high. Mm. So I would say that one of the things that we need to do is to have faith in ourselves, which is something that most Ghanaians sometimes we lose so quickly. Okay. It's understandable. But let's have faith in ourselves. Mm. And let's look at what other countries... So we've taken a step that many other countries... At the, the, the ANDEG, the International Maritime Defense, they were rushing for it. In fact, mm-hmm. before the Ghanaians could lay their hands on, half of the, the, the document had was disappeared into the hands of others who were already um, sending it back home with joy that mm-hmm. they have found something and they are going to, you know. So by the time you realize, you have competition again okay. with other people who feel that a national maritime strategy that is well laid out can be done in this fashion. So, in, um, in wrapping up, Doc, so now that has been launched, right. at least it was just last week, um, right. what are the timelines? What's next after this particular launch as we, as we wrap up on this? Okay, so what we have to when do... When exactly would it kick yeah, in yeah, yeah. and so, all that? So, so, I would say where it's kicked in. It's okay. not when it would it kick now in. that it's launched. It's the, the giving birth to a baby now, during the baby, means that the baby has been born. Ipso mm. facto. It has to crawl, walk, and all that. It has to so walk. What are the timelines so, you're looking at? Yes. So, I think that the first would be the convening authority, which is the National Maritime Council. And I also think that one of the things that would have to happen would be also the public awareness aspect. And so it is important that you you become the apostles Mm. of the names so that the whole of Ghana understands it. Because of what value is it to create a thing of goodness and okay. hide it under a brush shell. Mm-hmm. Imagine we do it and we say, no, we will not talk about it, we will hide the document, we will keep it to ourselves. Only us will understand it. We would have done our country the worst favor on mm-hmm. earth mm-hmm. because they will not be co-partners with us in the development. Mm. Do we know when the council will be set up? The council itself, I think, so those are directives that I'm sure that will ensue um, in the course of the next couple of mm. weeks and maybe months because okay. It has a composition and all those kinds of things. So I'm sure that one is something um, um, that will be done at least in the the next couple of Mm. uh, months and weeks. Okay. Well, in public awareness, though, we are really out of time. But I was asking you earlier about the NCC's role, at least the state institutions that are available for this kind of, you know, awareness amongst others and education. How are we partnering with such institutions? Is that collaboration there? The NCCA was part of this document. Okay. So the NCCA, right from day one, I mean, I remember, for example, when we're dealing with, we've actually prepared an implementation plan for this. Okay. And in the implementation plan, in the faces, the chairperson of the NCCA was already part. Okay. So you already right. have it. Okay. But before but you, you really run, have to go. But you have okay. to go. But before you go, please <laughs> permit me, I'm a lawyer, and today happens to be the birthday of the bar president of Ghana. Oh, And I want okay. to use your platform to actually wish him a, a, a very wonderful it's a waffle. okay yes. we have to go thank you so much uh, dr dixon for joining us as the director of policy at the national ministry of national security i am mfr power there's more when you log on to myjonline.com another edition of the pro will come your way same time have a good evening thank you. <laughs> he is a